A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Nightcast Creative, Dicey Cantina, and Erica Goodwitch present Path of the Storm, a High Republic story. A mysterious temple awaits. After a daring rescue in the Hoth asteroid belt, Jedi Master Zarius and Padawan Horbo part ways with Knights Lodi Verton and Bekros Nem. As the two knights explore a strange planetoid, they stumble upon an ancient temple and feel the pull of the Force from deep within. Hi, I'm Andrew, host of the Dicey Cantina, and in this series, I'll be playing Bekros, a sentinel artisan and hotshot pilot. Bekros is a Keldor whose silver irises indicate his affinity in the Force. He is of average height and size with a deep orange skin tone, and he leaves his customized breathing mask on 90% of the time, being that he's away from Keldor most often. Bekros has tinkered with just about everything mechanical in his life. His lightsaber looks a little more cobbled together than most with gears and sprockets making up the hilt. But more than anything, he loves to fly. His emotional strength is his enthusiasm, and he loves tackling new errors and problems. However, his enthusiasm is balanced by his emotional weakness, recklessness. Bekros hasn't been a Jedi for very long, despite his age. The kind beings within the Order would say that he was simply held back a year, or five, and the more honest masters would confirm that Bekros cares more greatly for flying and flying machines than any of the other tasks they've set for him. Hey, I'm called Erica, and you've heard me on shows like Dicer Brains, Coruscant Nights, and the Dicey Cantina. In this High Republic miniseries, I'll be playing Lodi Verton, a consular arbiter. Lodi is a female Mickeyan, and she stands tall at nearly six feet, though her long flowing tendrils make her appear even taller than that. Her skin shifts from blue to green, her eyes somewhere in the middle, and most striking is the diamond eye tattoo in the center of her forehead. She's been a Jedi Knight, and an adult, long enough that she is confident and refined while still young at 32 years of age. Lodi is silver-tongued, using both her impressive Jedi skills and her charisma to aid in various Jedi outreach programs. She is charitable by nature, giving endlessly to the galaxy around her, but this is balanced by martyrdom, as she grows increasingly frustrated with those beings who would take advantage of others' generosity, whether hers or someone else's. Bekros and Lodi pilot their vectors about 20 kilometers from the point where the salvage came down. They find what looks to be the ruins of a very, very ancient temple. It is barely walls and there's really not much there but it's pretty clear that that most of this temple was indeed actually underground the call of the forest is strong here this place is old and the powers here are ancient and it feels like it's soaked with the force you see a bunch of of steps heading up to a platform and you take your vectors down at the bottom of it. Well, Bekros is going to step out of his vector and out of his comfort zone. <laughs> Being a hotshot pilot, he's not in the vector. Things don't go great. But At least he's wearing armor this time. Yes, he's wearing armor this time. He's got his lightsaber. He's been practicing some new techniques, but it's just been practice at this point. And wait for Lodi to join and then head off into this temple. 
Lodi is still walking confidently and just a little bit of a carefree, but this time she has her arms behind her back and, you know, like that sort of carefree walk, but in one of her hands is her lightsaber. The two of you begin to climb the steps of this place. After climbing an exhausting number of stone steps, rounded by 4,000 years of exposure to harsh elements, you reach the ruins of this once great temple. Little remains of what the mass of rubble suggests was once a palatial facility. Screeching Minox go quiet as you pass through a high, narrow entrance into this temple. The air feels changed. You can sense great power still remains here. You come to a small antechamber, but you notice the danger too late. I'll flip a dark side point for this. The floor gives way, dropping down a wide, dark shaft. I need an average athletics coordination or an enhanced power check from both of you. Joke's on you. I can do enhance with uh, coordination or athletics. Just eyeing the whatever the fall talent in Sentry is called. <laughs> you can How just many XP it. away are you? That one's Ten. that one's that one is thirty away. Oh. Is it? It's a fifteen talent, but it ignores all of that. Where's my athletics here? Okay, so coordination for me is two green die and a force die. Okay, and it's average, so it's two purples. Okay. Oh, nice. Just a wash. Just a wash. Fall damage is fun, right? <laughs> right. We're going to say that you each take. Uh, well, what did Lodi roll? Yeah, I was about to say, you don't even know what I rolled. <laughs> no, here's what it is. You're each going to take four damage, and then what did Lodi roll? Lodi rolled three successes. Okay. And then I got. So you're reducing the damage by three. I got two white pips. Okay. Um,. So I'm considering whether or not I want to spend those to cancel out my threats or if I just want to make more, have more successes. Well, you can only cancel out four damage total. Mm-hmm. So that would leave, leave you with one. And there is also, for each of you, a dark side point available. No. Um, <laughs> so that, that, that's four successes and one threat then. Okay, four successes and one threat. Lodi does not take any damage. And as you get down here, all of the light from above is gone. It's pitch black. You can't see the ground. You can't see anything around you. That's not a problem for me. Becros, you could hurt less if you wanted to use that dark side point. I think I'll just apply my force soak. Because I can do that, right? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure fall damage bypasses soak. Yeah. No, I'll take the damage for now. So you fall and you land in this dark space. What even was that? Uh, can we look around? And there's no light from above at all? No, it's odd. There should be at least starlight above, but it's almost as if the lights have entirely gone out. All right. Well, with Farsight, I get to spend Force di- or force to ignore the effects of darkness or blindness. Well, you got to roll it first. Yeah. I'm also roll looking those dark at side points. the duration. Do you have duration? I do, so I think that's two minutes. Do you have to spend to activate duration? Mm-hmm. So roll your force die. See what you get. One dark side pip. All right, so you've got two dark side pips to spend. Nope. It is dark 
and it is dark in the force as well. That strength in the force that you felt outside this place, it was almost strength and power. And it, it didn't show itself, didn't show itself as the dark side until you fell down here. Mm. You sort of grope around in the dark. It's dusty. It's small. It's not that very big. Y'all have lightsabers. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Bekros will pull out his lightsaber and uh, I'll take the strain to imbue this lightsaber, if I may, with just okay. an extra glow so he can ignite it and hold it overhead and it shines brighter than a normal lightsaber would. So the bright green and now almost green white light shines in this room. This place that you're in is obviously the bottom of a turbo lift shaft. There are heavy doors uh, that you could potentially try to open up. Yeah, let's open the doors. There is no power here, and there has not been power for a very, very long time. So athletics, a move power check, or anything else you can think of to open these doors. Uh, well, I have a brawn of like, let me double check, but I'm pretty sure it's one. Yeah, one. Yeah. So that's going to be move for me. Oh, you have move. Okay, great. I forgot. Oh, do you think the door's open? I can try. What kind of check is that? Just rolling the the pips? Yep, just rolling your die. One dark side pip again. So you've got two dark side pips to spend. Nope. The weight of this place, you can feel it on your shoulders. It's like all the asteroids in this belt on your back right now. But you could lift them so easily just doesn't feel necessary. It feels like I'd be showing off. We're not in any danger or anything, so just look yeah, for a different solution. Let's explore. Beckros will stab the doors with the lightsaber and try and cut see? himself a hole. a different solution. Okay. I would like you to roll it to see how long it takes. Okay. I will join in cutting on the other side. We get to add cool lightsaber cutting door sound effects. Probably not. <laughs> I still haven't been able to spend XP on the lightsaber itself. So we've got two greens here. Great. How, uh, how long or how hard? Average. Can I get a boost dice for that imbued, imbued brightness? It's clearly sure. hotter than it was before. If only Horbo was here to help out with his five brawn. <laughs> got a success and a threat totals over here. Or did I need to roll a, another uh, boost for Lodi helping? Or are you rolling, Erica? I guess I'll roll. So yellow, two green, and what was it? Two purples. Okay. And a black for Becros's threat. Threat. A threat. <laughs> the one of you that's actually good at lightsaber. Well, I think Becros isn't cutting in a circle. And that's my guess on what the problem is. Yeah. So the two of you go to work at this heavy door. It is more labor intensive than it feels like it should be. <laughs> but eventually you make your way through. It's probably because the dark side keeps pulling at Lodi like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. you could open these doors. Just you just have to say. So it's taking a little bit of like her focus <laughs> away. Yeah. It could be so easy. Beyond this turbo lift shaft, there's a dusty chamber with crates and you both feel a powerful presence in the force. You feel that, Lodi? Yeah. Where do you think that's coming from? 
Uh, I feel like it's coming from over there. They move towards the presence. There, in fact, is only one way forward. And as you move forward, you enter a round office. It's filled with rotting books and scrolls. The skeletal remains of something, you can't even quite tell what anymore, is face down in front of a stone armchair that is very, very tall. There are statues on either side, stone, figures almost as tall as that armchair. This is like a couple feet taller than Becros, Lodi. They appear to have almost skull-like faces and hold swords. They may represent lightsabers, but this looks very, very old. But they hold them with two hands right in front of them. There's a just one way out of this office. It's a, it looks like a very windy passageway. Is this where the presence is coming from, or...? No, not here. Hmm. I think uh, Becros takes a closer look at these statues. Yeah, give me a... Take a lore... Probably hard. Hard lore check. Hard lore. Would, Unless you want to argue for something else. Would education be... I'll take an education. Mm-hmm. A success and a threat. Um, these two statues appear to be more than just statues. As you get a closer look, you see mechanical bits under caked layers of dust and stone. Oh. Hey, these are part machine, Lodi. Uh, Becros is definitely very interested now. Lodi was kind of peering at the rotting books and things to see if she could read like titles. Um, mm-hmm. So Becros gets a very disinterested, oh, really? As she's more focused on what's in front of her. Yeah, there's like gears and mechanical parts and I don't see any switches. Give me that lore check or a daunting vigilance check. Me? Same? Yep, yep. Okay. Hard lore, daunting vigilance. Ooh, okay, that's tough. We're gonna go with vigilance. That's so much threat. <laughs> How much threat? That's three threat. One success. So you got that one threat earlier, too. Mm-hmm. Cool. You say cool. I say, oh no. <laughs> Lodi's looking at these old books and scrolls, and from the first one that she touched, as soon as she touched it, it began to sort of fall apart. And you sort of get the idea that maybe you've opened this place up to air, and it's been closed for a long time, and the stuff that is in here is now probably going to deteriorate at a faster pace than it previously was. Because these things were in better shape than they should be, considering the potential age of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So looking at this, these things from a distance, you see a language that you don't immediately recognize. And I think it would be a daunting lore check to figure out what language it is. So that is for purple dye? Yes. Versus yes. lore or education? Lore. It's okay. It's okay. Can I uh, flip for a yellow dye? <laughs> You sure can. Okay. I'm not going to argue for any boost dice. One single advantage. Do you have any ideas for your advantage? Uh, that whatever is about to try and stab Becros doesn't try and stab Lodi, too. 
Lodi's got a bad feeling in this place. Probably more so than Becros. At least that's what it seems like so far. As Becros checks out this statue that is not a statue, that is a droid, he begins to hear the whirring from the inside and grinding of old metal against old metal. That's your threats. Did you turn this on, Lodi? The droid begins to move in front of Becros with, with its sword raised above its head. And Becros has an idea about ancient droids like this that maybe, just maybe, it's got a switch somewhere inside it that he could possibly click using the force. Those old force droids. It's time for initiative again. Force droids? I'm guessing vigilance? Yeah, it would be vigilance. All right. Actually, you have an advantage. You can either use it as a boost on your check, or you can choose Vigilance or Cool. One or the other. Uh, I choose Cool. Okay. I really have basically just been waiting for something to jump out at us. That's five <laughs> advantages. Five advantages. One threat for the droid. Three success and an advantage. All right, so it's PC, PC, NPC. Was I supposed to roll a purple or black die with that? Nope. Okay. It's like, where'd you guys get your threats? Well, I think the first thing we should do is turn it off, Lodi. Um, I mean, I can attempt to use move to do that. There's a switch somewhere inside. It begins to wind up. Anytime. Anytime would be good. I attempt to flip the switch with the force. Give me a move power check. It's a dark side point again. Uh, do you have the fine manipulation control upgrade? I think I do. One second. Because I'm actually just reading that that's a prerequisite for finding that switch. Oh, nope. The switch is too small for Lodi to find. Can I pull the sword out manipulate. of its hand? Can you? You can try. This seems like in a more immediate danger, uh, requiring, you know, less strictness about... <laughs> uh, and dogma. Um, so yeah, I, I would like to pull the sword out of the droid's hands. Is there anything under that about what the difficulty should be? It just says the force user can pull objects out of secure mountings or out of an opponent's grasp. Okay. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> Give it a go. I spend a dark side point to do it. You're going to? Yeah. You have two. You know you have two. I have two. If you want to use both, you could find that switch. Okay. It's right there. Okay. You can see it. Yeah, power it down. So what is that like for Lodi when she touches the dark side? You know that wreck bunk? Mm-hmm. Worse than that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think we described in the last part that Lodi senses the force as like sort of vibrations. Mm-hmm. So the dark side is harsh and violent and chaotic. So it just sort of intensifies around her but then it, it eases up a little bit around specifically what she is trying to affect and that's how she finds it and just goes Boop. and the vibrations she senses almost like from this place are almost giddy they're excited that somebody's finally back and ready to use this place good job Lodi I knew you could do it yeah just try not to activate any more of them you think I activated it? I thought it, I thought you touched something on the wall. No, no, oh. definitely didn't touch anything. Didn't touch anything either that I could recall. 
I'll, I'll try and be more careful. Is there anything else you want to look at in this room? Skeleton. It is a skeleton. If you try to move it, it's not going to be a skeleton anymore. Well, I found the thing I was interested in, so I'm going to go <laughs> down the, the winding corridor. Uh, yeah, off we go. <laughs> so you head down that winding corridor, you pass alcoves and rooms, all lit by that white-green light of Becros lightsaber. You spot in some of the rooms further droids, some the same size as those ones, those massive ones, some a little bit smaller, but all that sort of skull-like mask and large sword in their grip. Are we sure we don't want to turn back? There's something to help with the Nihil down here. I can sense it. With the Nihil? Yeah, so that's what the Force is saying to me, and as you said before, you know, gotta listen to that. Mm. Lodi is very much focused on what's behind them because we are in danger of being uh, surrounded and our only exit cut off, and that's great. But as you continue forward, the high, wide corridor twists unpredictably. You can sense that your goal, that powerful presence, is nearby. Eventually, you come to a dead end in a circular room with three tapestries covering the walls. Each image features two people reacting to a central image in various ways. And above the tapestries is some uh, somewhat familiar ancient script. It's what you saw on those books, but a little bit different. I'll take a hard knowledge core worlds, education, or lore check. Uh, Becro says education. Yeah, education. Okay. That Coruscant education. There's probably a time when the Jedi are still like attending the University of Coruscant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part of their training. You said hard, right? Or did you say daunting? Hard. Hard. I think it should be daunting, but the book says hard. Comes with the book. Aye. Okay, we've got this. Actually, in, in my adaptation of this, it should be daunting, but in the book's version, it, it is hard. We'll stick with that. We've got a success and two advantage. Okay. Two successes and two advantages. Two successes, two advantages, one success, one advantage. So it's it's script, which is what makes it different than the text on the books in in the previous rooms. Mm-hmm. And that somehow makes it a little bit more a little bit more familiar to Lodi. And the two of you both realize from your time in the Jedi Order, in the in, in the library, your time researching and learning, that this script is ancient Sith. Two advantages are going to be a, a very clean translation, and the other two advantages are a little bit of info on it. So the first tapestry has the text, Peace is a lie. There is only passion. And through passion, I gain strength. There's a image of what you now realize is a Jedi and a laughing Sith above them, about to strike the Jedi down. On the second tapestry, it says, Through victory, my chains are broken. The Force shall set me free. And you see a a Sith with their arms above their head, breaking the chains that bind them. You get the idea that the chains are symbolic of the Jedi doctrine. You can see the Jedi below this, this person, and they're just above them and looking powerful. And the third one 
It says, through strength I gain power, through power I gain victory. And again, it shows this powerful looking Sith. All of these Sith have this sort of skull-like face. And this one is lightsaber held aloft, is trampling the bodies of his enemies. Your additional two advantages are a little bit of knowledge about this code of the Sith. And you know that it was written about 6,500 years ago. It was written by a Jedi heretic named Sorzu Sin. And Sorzu Sin revered power over anything else. And that's all that's in this room. Beckrose, I don't think we're going to find anything here related to the Nihil. This is all ancient history. Useless. Beckrose, you're almost there. Well, I mean, if the Force has called us here and the Nihil are back, do you think they have some connection with the Sith? Perhaps that's what we're here to find. No, the Sith were wiped out centuries ago. But they've got some connection with power, don't they? They have a similar obsession, right? They're anarchists, driven by greed. They, they're they not the Sith Empire. No, I, I'm not saying that they're part of the Empire, but what if... I mean, they, they destroyed a, a trawler around here. They've been making attacks. Do you think maybe they found something down here? I think we're the only ones who know this is here. I think we I think we have to keep exploring. I think I think we can find a spot and I bet it'll have something missing. And if we can figure out what it is that they have, then we can figure out how to defeat them. Help me look behind the tapestries. Maybe there's a secret room or something. Give me an average check. Average perception check from Beckros. A failure and a th- advantage. An advantage. So Begros knows the Jedi Code. This code of the Sith feels a lot like the, the Jedi Code, like a like a perverted version of the Jedi Code. And the way these tapestries are arranged on the walls does not reflect the way the Jedi Code reads. There's something weird about the way the tapestries are arranged. You failed to notice exactly what I wanted you to notice, but you have an advantage. For my advantage, can I mm-hmm. see how the tapestries are secured to the wall? Since I'm talking about looking mm-hmm. behind them. Yep, they're old, old metal hooks. They're rusted. It looks like they were painted at one point in time. Yeah, come on. Look, there's got to be a door or something around here. Nobody just makes a dead-end room like this. Like, maybe let's take the tapestries down and lay them in the center of the floor. Um. Well, definitely not with our hands. I think that if we touch them, they would crumble. Really? Beckros pokes one. I mean, the books did. It doesn't necessarily crumble, but a lot of handling is not going to do this piece of fabric good. Mm. So I'm a little stuck because I I know what to do, but I genuinely don't know that Beckros paid that close attention to know what to do with this. This is also requiring some stupid jumps in logic. Also, from the little tiny bit of information that I gave you about the person who made these, you're supposed to figure out which one is the one that has the secret door behind it. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm looking behind all three. Yeah. Looking behind all three and having the three laid out on the floor, Lodi really does not want to find the door, does she? No. 
But there was there wasn't really a way back up. I mean, we could have messed around with computers and got the turbo lift working, maybe, or just climbed up oh, the there walls. There hasn't been power or... here in years, centuries, maybe. And there's still that presence behind this wall. It's like there's a person there. Becros has resorted to tapping the walls, listening for hollow hollow bits. Great. Give me a daunting skullduggery <laughs> check. Hey, another another skill that I will eventually spend XP on. Oh, where is my skullduggery? Because I have a daunting worth of dice out here. Erica, you look so upset. <laughs> Lodi just wants to leave. Help me find the door, Lodi. We'll get out of here. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Maybe start with that one. What? Huh? We've got two failures and a threat. Two failures and a threat. You don't find anything, and you're not listening to Lodi. (laughs) The knocking intensifies. He's just, like, Mm -hmm. punching the wall. Come on, Lodi. There's there's gotta be a way out of here. I just imagine she's standing in the center of the floor with her arms crossed, just watching him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. knowing exactly where he's supposed to go i just i sigh and give up and maybe use move to open the secret door if there is a secret door hey move power check is an option for opening the secret door you're supposed to find the secret brick first but we're gonna skip that (laughs) i'm sure one of the bricks sounded different rolling my force die hey light side pip wow it's barely there, but you find it. The little bit of light oh, in this you. vast quantity of darkness. When you were a youngling, there was one Jedi who took care of a lot of the younglings. And sometimes the younglings had trouble going to bed. And she would come in and hum songs to them. And it's like you get a little bit of that hum through this vast quantity of wreck punk. <laughs> the vault door cracks open, sucking air in behind it as though gently pulling you inside. The interior is small, no larger than a refresher. A metallic silver, almost white gauntlet rests atop a podium. Its presence in the force is one of relief, relief from all this darkness and yearning to be worn to do justice. Look, Lodi, I found it. I found the door. Let's check it out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Path of the Storm. Today's episode was produced by Nightcast Creative. To find out more about Nightcast Creative and the shows that we make, visit nightcastcreative.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Dicey Cantina and Erica Goodwitch. For more of Dicey Cantina, visit DiceyCantina.com or YouTube.com slash C slash Dicey Cantina. The seed for this adventure can be found as the modular encounter Vault of Justice in the Nexus of Power supplement to the Star Wars RPG from Fantasy Flight Games and Edge Studio.